So when do you tune in to a podcast when it's a matter of life and death? Today. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast. So I'm doing my podcast from my car, and I don't know how that's going to go, but I am um, traveling back from... California to Arizona and California as some of you might know is my home state but I had the opportunity to travel back um, to participate in a celebration of life for two people that were actually three in total but two people that were um, dear to me as uh, parents of one of my good friends and uh, Jim Cooney has been a friend of mine since I was uh, in, oh gosh, maybe junior high, freshman year of high school. And his parents, um, unfortunately, he lost both of his parents within a couple years of each other. And one, uh, his mother passed away in 2020 because of the pandemic. He was unable to actually, um, he and his brother were unable to actually have a memorial service that was all-encompassing of her friends and her family. As you probably recall, states were restricting um, gatherings um, for the purposes of uh, um, the pandemic and eliminating the spread of that. So he found himself restricted then. And then unbeknownst to him at the time, his father would be passing away. Um, Mr. Cooney died uh, a little more than a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. So there was a celebration of life scheduled to honor both of them, which was really so beautiful and lovely to kind of bring that full circle. And though saying goodbye to your family, to parents, um, is not ever something that can, I think, be joyfully embraced there was just joy there. There was joy in honoring the lives that they led. And these are two people that have been um, marker leavers in their lives. They have left significant markers for those that they traveled alongside and that, that also that came behind them. By the way, I am in the rain in Southern California. It never rains in Southern California. Oh, yes, it does. So I am trying to um, be as safe as I can. And there might be momentary pauses where I'm making a wise decision um, in my driving. However, I love the rain. It's just not always my favorite thing to do is to drive in it. But that being said, I digress. I uh, was asked then by... um, Jimmy married a woman that became one of my dearest friends, Lori Cooney, and um, they wanted me to be able to come out, and they um, provided the means for me to come out, which which was super generous, and uh, to hang with them and her, and um, and then also be able to go to the service for uh, for Mr. and Mrs. Cooney. And it was a hearkening back in my life of memories, knowing that 
I hadn't seen them personally in a handful of years, but there was a beautiful tribute paid paid, paid through um, a, uh, a photo montage memorial of sorts that Jimmy did to some beautiful music, and boy did it, boy did it instantly take me back to those feelings that I had about them. And um, these were folks that I went to church with, and our families knew one another. Um, but there, in the occasion that I was at the Cooney's home, which there was more than one occasion that that happened over the course of my years there, but it was a home where you felt joy. You felt the presence of joy. And being reared and raised in the church, we would call it the joy of the Lord because God brings joy and um, as a gift. And they were recipients of the joy of the Lord and they were givers of joy. And there was an ease and a welcoming in their home. They also were huge uh, givers of all good things. Um, they were financially supportive of those in need. They were appreciative of the creation that they lived in and loved nature and gave back in volunteer ways that honored the planet and the earth and the camping and the exploring. They made the most of their days and they did it together and they did it in love. And I was sharing with Jim and Lori that there were times in my life and I can't remember the specifics of them. I can kind of see it. I know that I was a camp counselor sometimes, uh, a handful of times in my teenage years. And I don't know if it was in feeling the responsibility of the counseling, knowing that possibly Mrs. Cooney or Mr. Cooney were nearby. And if they were nearby, then everything was okay. Um, because they were just that kind of people. They kind of made everything okay in my memory of them. And they raised two beautiful children. And um, that uh, I know that Jimmy um, and his brother Dave can bear witness to those gifts that their folks had. But not only in their experience of them, but in what was passed along. They have the markers of their mom and dad. And something that came to me, you know how a lot of times at services, they will uh, provide an open mic opportunity, quote unquote, open mic. And there was an opportunity to share. And I knew that out of the generosity of Jim and Lori Cooney's heart to provide for me to be there, I wanted to be able to share from my heart. And something that came to me was this vision of a frame, like a picture frame. And you know, I think a lot about picture frames how the picture and the picture frame need to complement each other, that the picture frame sets off the picture and that the picture can pull from colors in the picture frame or tones or textures. And I thought of Mr. and Mrs. Cooney as the picture frame to their children, that they gave them literally the framework to shine and to be who they are and to serve out their life's purposes. And you could see that they complemented each other. And the framework surrounded their two children and their children's children and their grandchildren and encased that family portrait, for lack of a 
uh, a better term and not and to coin a phrase um, with my with my framework metaphor. But I really feel like God laid that on my heart that gave me that um, description because to me it told a story of Mr. and Mrs. Cooney that they surrounded you, they propped you up, they held you, but they let you shine. They let you be the focus, um, the focal point. Um, and yet they were reflected in what they held, that their imprint, their, they left um, something on you that tethered together with them as individuals. So I, I was so grateful to get to go back and to be part of that and witness to that service. Plus, it was just kind of a home going. You know, I spent many years in that area growing up, many years at that church. Um, some of my comedic talents and dramatics were honed and, um, and explored there, actually, underneath the umbrella of faith and I think it was a way for me to learn how to tell a story, a story that was intimate and personal, yet could uh, travel through um, th- through a comedic meadowland of um, structure to get my point across. And one of my characters, Eunice, that I take into the schools was actually birthed out of that environment, being part of a, um, improvisational troupe. And the church was really rich in arts. And so I got sort of no pun intended baptized and sort of bathed in that there. And it was really joyful to go back and remember and to touch base again in those places. And then when the internment came an opportunity then to, on a smaller gathering at a grave site um, it happened to be the same cemetery that my my papa uh, who passed away when I was six but very dear to me and my grandma and my aunt Jolene and uncles and extended relatives are there so it was like a do you hear it in my in my spirit and my voice it was a full circle and it made me see that, um, well, I titled this episode, Life and Death, that that in the death and the saying goodbye, um, it accentuates life. And not a lot is lost on me, folks. I am a deep thinker, and I'm not saying that in a way that that, um, boasts on myself. I'm just telling the truth that I am a deep thinker and I I process and things tumble over like in a dryer um, in my mind. And um, also this weekend, inadvertently, but yet coincidentally and coincidingly, let's see how many words I can use there. um, I had the opportunity also to join in in a celebration of another lost life. And this... um, Though all losses of life, when you hear of them, are shocking. This one was terribly shocking to me. 
it was a friend of mine, Marcos Flores. And I met Marcos and his sister Rebecca when I was 19 years old. And um, they were significantly important to me um, at that age. And there was a bonding that took place. And then, you know, as life can and moves and travels and marriages and families, we didn't get to see much of each other for um, many years. But we reconnected um, via Facebook and then by phone, uh, gosh, four or five years ago. And in those at least four. And in those four years, uh, there were attempts to reconnect. We did some things in ministry, like um, Rebecca and Marcos, significantly talented musically. And uh, Marcos and his skills as a keyboard player and even a vocalist. And Rebecca just has an amazing talent. And uh, that combined with my quote-unquote speaking and comedy and character, there were opportunities for us to use that to, um, together. And we did some of that in, in those uh, years. And we were looking for another opportunity to get to do that, and it had not arrived. There were, um, I was in a show in 2019, and they thought that we might be able to do something over the Easter season. And I was unable to leave um, because I had performances. And then the pandemic hit. But we were just stirring the pot, I was, to say, uh, how can we connect? And I just wanted to see their faces as well. And I was completely, oh, taken aback when I saw a post about Marcos's hospitalization. And he was returning home from the hospital and his brother was just thanking everybody and thanking God that he was getting to come home from the hospital, but asking everyone to continue to pray for Marcos and that he had a long road. So I, I missed that. I didn't know what happened. I uh, must have, if it had been told on social media, I wasn't catching it. So I reached out to Rebecca and I, I didn't um, hear anything. And then the next morning, in going back to social media to see if I could decipher what had possibly happened by people's comments or something. I saw then a subsequent post by his brother saying with deep sadness, he had to share that Marcos had went home to be with God, um, to be with Jesus. And it took my breath away. And I re- uh, there were so many feelings. I felt like, ah, I missed it. I couldn't get there. And though my efforts, and we had efforts, it wasn't that anyone wasn't trying. I just felt like I had lost out. And in my conversations with God, to say, why now? Why? I, I know that so many people probably ask God the same thing when things are happening, when tragedy strikes, when... Um, mourning is our season Um, in the losses and the pains of life we can holler out to God why and God talked to me and I know that sounds sometimes for some um, like oh she's a she's a spooky natural Um, but uh, in my heart he 
retold one of my stories. And my story is that for years, I would get up in the middle of the night um, and rearrange my furniture. I had a thing about it. I would see something in my mind that I wanted to make happen in my living space. And we had concrete floors. So while my husband was sleeping, I could lean in on some of the bigger pieces of furniture and scoot them around. And I did it all by myself. And I did it in the middle of the night if I couldn't sleep or Um, And then um, my husband got up early in the mornings and it was a joke (laughs) that went around and still is being told that uh, he would get up and run into the furniture um, and would say, you know, it would have been nice to give me a heads up that you're moving furniture because he, he would bump himself and he would, you know, maybe hurt himself a little bit on the furniture Um, But the moving of the furniture, if I thought about it, was to create a different perspective in my living space. So if I wanted the chairs to face the the fireplace, to appreciate the fireplace more, or to turn them towards the kitchen so that when I was cooking, that we could have better conversation, moving the furniture changed my point of view in the space that I lived from. And God answered my question of why. And he said to me, I'm, I was moving around the furniture. And he knew that I knew what he would mean. That there was no warning. I didn't give one to my husband that I was going to move it around. But I was the author of that space. Uh, my husband gave me that. That was sort of agreed upon that I decorated things. And I, I mean, he had to say so, but it was sort of mine to do. And I wanted to create a perspective in that space. And so I moved the furniture around. And as even I'm saying this now, that message is becoming even more clear to me that in in Jim and Lori Cooney's mother and father and mother-in-law and father-in-law in the death of Mr. and Mrs. Cooney there was a rearrangement and the rearrangement also happened in the blessing of being able to be there um, to honor them it was a revisiting of a of a memory and perspective but in the in the abrupt and surprising and ahead of his earlier than his hoped for time to leave this planet um and asking God why now I didn't get a full answer but I did that Marcos's death has rearranged my furniture and I am looking at things from the place in which I live differently and some of the things that I think most people might say that are typical of of grief and loss is to live without regret to make sure that you don't miss out like I missed out on an opportunity to see Marcos face to face because we had not yet cultivated that time together and some of that could have maybe been been remedied but some of it couldn't so I'm not beating myself up over that but it is a reality that I did not get to see him I didn't get 
an opportunity after all these years. We did get to speak. We got to laugh and enjoy one another's company on the phone. But the seize the day idea, not with a pressure, but just an understanding. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, I have come to give you life, Uh, life abundant. And what does abundant mean to me? What do I want an abundance of? And for me, it is relationships. It is people. It is more than riches or things or travels necessarily and experiences. It is sharing with people. It's looking across the table at them. Sorry. And the the reminder, the moving around of furniture to rearrange that. That sometimes, just like my sweet husband got used to the path, that he could take to the kitchen or to the living room or whatever was free of obstacles. But when I moved it, it changed the path for him. I think that we can get comfortable in a a well-worn road that it might not hurt to have someone move the furniture around. And never would I want to say, Lord, let us suffer. God, I want to suffer in pain, but I would welcome that in knowing that there's value to be found in the grieving. And I knew that my, my experience with my furniture being moved with Marcos will change the way I live and what I'm looking at and what I, the perspective of my living as I move on in these days. I did get to see Rebecca and though my heart ached that this brother-sister duo that are so dear to me were not together literally, um, physically, when I got to hug her that that deep sadness was part of rearranging the furniture and I will trust that the new view and perspective is something that I will hold as and value I, I, I know that it will be I can already feel it um, it is a matter of life and death and death does inform life And the way we live does inform death when the legacy that we leave, the um, friendships that we have, the nurturing of the relationships, the moments that we experience with one another do change how we leave this place and how we leave this place can change the lives that are are left and it was a joyful weekend it was a weekend full of tears and chill bumps and um emotions and 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 laughter and memories and recollections um and it was all in the changing of the furniture moving the furniture around oh goodness I am loving the washing of this rain, the rain that comes and washes the dirt away. And I am taking in this drive, even as I'm spending time with you, 
knowing that it is like a watching of my soul to let my words come together and my thoughts come together and share them with you allows me an opportunity to download and and wash my spirit and wash my mind and I thank you for listening to me I knew that I wanted to speak on this I just didn't know it was going to be today I was going to put up a different podcast today but I think it's appropriate that this is the one that I share thank you listeners we're going to be knocking at the door of um, a hundred a hundred podcasts so um, it's it's coming along you have been with me for a long long time and uh, until next week y'all thanks bye Thank <laughs> you.